The Lord Jesus had 12 original disciples, but those men were just the first of many more followers of Christ. They are an example for us to learn from and a reminder that God works in ordinary people. Are you a true follower of Jesus Christ? Let's study the 12 with Scott Pauley today and find truth that will help us all to follow more closely to Christ. When the Lord Jesus comes into a life, he changes that life. You, you can't have contact with the creator of the universe, the holy God, and be the same. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And one of the disciples that I think beautifully reflects that principle is the man known as James. Now, you'll remember that there are two men named James in the original disciples. I'm referring here to James, the brother of John, and also one of the inner circle disciples. We, we looked at Andrew first, though he was not an inner circle disciple because he's the one who brought Peter to the Lord and set it all in motion. Then we looked at Simon Peter, who really is the, from a human standpoint at least, the leading personality among the disciples, and then he'll have the touch of our Lord upon him to lead the disciples into the future. And now we come to James. You have these two brothers, James and John, and you have two brothers, Andrew and Peter. Interesting. And both of them are fishermen. Let me read a little bit to you from Matthew chapter 4 today, beginning in verse 18, where the Bible says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. So we've seen this already. Andrew and Peter leave their fishing business to follow Jesus. And then in verse 21 it says, And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in a ship with Zebedee their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And here's the verse, Matthew chapter 4, verse 22, And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. It's easy to read that verse. It's easy to say they did this, but this was, this was a big deal. Can you imagine these men left their ship, which was the means of their income, it was their security, it was their life. They left their father. That's the, the dearest on earth to them. That's family. And they did it immediately. Do you hear the word immediately? And what did they do? They followed him. They simply followed Jesus. Now, you'll remember that Peter, James, and John, the inner circle, were the three disciples that Jesus changed their names. And he changed their names because he was changing their nature. He was, he was working in them, and he was working on them. And James, though he is not as prominent, not as well-known as Peter or John, was a changed man. He was a life that Jesus changed. you remember that our Lord called James and John the sons of thunder. There's a little hint here at their personality. It's woven throughout the gospel records, and we'll see that in just a moment. And yet I would say to you that the Lord Jesus brought that personality under his control. I remember years ago my pastor saying that even God's gifts to you the, the natural abilities that you have are all curses until they're brought under the ruling presence of Jesus Christ. That's a powerful statement and a powerful truth that 
until Christ conquers even the good gifts, even the blessings in your life, those thing are, things are hindrances. They hold you back. Uh, they make you a fleshly person instead of a spiritual person. And so James is a man uh, that no doubt was strong, gifted. He's a fisherman. Uh, he's a leader. He has a dynamic-type personality. And yet the Lord Jesus must conquer him. And as he conquers him, the Lord is going to change everything in his life. He's a changed man. Notice, first of all, when that commenced. It commenced in Matthew chapter 4, verse number 22, when he immediately followed Jesus. Can I tell you when the Lord begins to change a life? He begins to change a life when we begin to follow him. In other words, the Lord's not going to barge into your life and take over. The Lord's not going to kick down the door of your heart. He's going to stand at the door and knock. In other words, the Lord extended the invitation. He called them, but they had a decision to make. And sir, ma'am, young person, you have a decision to make. The Lord's not going to overrule your will. He has a will, but you must agree with him. You must come in line with what he desires for your life. And I wonder, would you do that today? Would you take this word immediately? Let's waste no more time. Let's not put it off another day. Would you commence to follow Jesus today? And if you will, then the Lord will begin to change and to transform you. And by the way, that transformation begins in a moment of time, but it's a journey. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. If you think Matthew 4.22 is the end of the story for James, then I would say keep reading. Keep reading through the gospel records. Uh, every time James pops up, it seems his fiery personality comes out. For example, uh, James and John are the two uh, that got pretty annoyed at a group of Samaritans that rejected Christ, and they said to Jesus, would you like us to call down fire from heaven on them? And Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of. You see, that fiery personality had to come under the rule of Christ. James and John were the two that both they and their mother asked, can we sit on the right hand and the left hand uh, when you sit in your kingdom? Can we sit right next to you? They were ambitious men. Do you see that had to come under the ruling presence of Jesus Christ? And so I want you to see that not only is this change commenced at a certain time, but it continues all of their life. All through life, God is working in this man to transform him. Isn't that what God's doing in all of us today? That we would be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. That we would be less like our first father, Adam, and more like our second father. That we would be less like the old man, and more like the new man created in Christ Jesus. That's the work he was doing in James, and that's the work he's doing in you today, dear friend. And so this change commenced at a certain moment in time when he began to follow the Lord. It continued all of his life, and then it culminated on the day that he literally died for Christ. Now remember, Christ had already died for him. That's beautiful, isn't it? The Lord Jesus never asked you to, to do anything for him first. He begins by doing something for you. At Calvary, Christ died for you. He died for me. Praise his holy name. When you come to Acts chapter number 12, James becomes the first disciple of our Lord to be martyred for being a follower of the Lord Jesus. Acts 12 verse 1 says, Now about that time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And so James becomes a martyr. And this is the thing that struck me as I've been meditating on the life of James. It is this, that James really learned 
that it's not about words, it's about action. In fact, if you read through the gospel records, do you know that James, by and large, is a silent disciple? I've alluded to a couple of brief interactions he had with the Lord, but there's no recorded sermon of James. There are very few conversations where James says anything. Uh, in the book of Acts, there's no recorded sermon uh, or, or statement by James. He's, he's silent. He's quiet. And yet, oh, I love this. The real change in a man's life is evidenced not by what he says, but by what he does. Would you like to know whether James came under the ruling presence of Christ? Would you like to know if he was really a changed man? And look at him in Acts chapter number 12, laying down his life for the Lord Jesus Christ, going with him all the way to death. I wonder if he went back in his mind to that day when Jesus said, can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? Can you be baptized with my baptism? And James and John said, we're able. Well, indeed, James would drink that cup and be baptized with that baptism when he continued and culminated this change in his own martyrdom. I tell you, the Lord Jesus wants to change all of us. Let it begin in you today. Let it continue all of your life. And let it culminate at the very end through whatever circumstances God chooses by giving your life for the Lord Jesus Christ and seeing him face to face. Would you pray today, dear Lord, help me be a changed man. Thank you for joining us today as we looked into God's Word. It is our prayer that you will follow Christ and lead others to Him. Our world is desperate for truth and hope. Scott Pauley has written a new booklet on the need of our nation that addresses what believers can and should be doing at this time. Order your copy now at enjoyingthejourney.org. We'd love to hear from you and look forward to studying with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey.